Chapter 30 Bulvagia Bulvagia's baleful yellow eyes regarded Link with a ravenous hunger as saliva dripped from the dragon's mouth. He knew now, more than ever, that this enormous reptile regarded him as food. He knew he should run, but a sudden wave of fear rooted him to the spot, even as Navi shouted at him to flee. Run where? There would be no outrunning the colossal beast towering over him. The dragon opened its jagged maw in a bellowing roar, tail lashing against the debris strewn behind it. Stones, some the size of small boulders, were knocked flying. And as he craned his neck to take in Volvagia's enormous girth, Link realized that Volvagia really could have used his old Kokiri sword as a toothpick. The serpentine body uncoiled, scales scintillating ruby red. As the beast inhaled, Link realized what was coming and threw himself out of the way. The searing heat engulfed him as the hellfire belched from the dragon's maw, missing him by inches. He spun around as the dragon turned to send another column of fire towards him. He ran, his boots pounding upon the cracked stone. A broken column to his right offered some semblance of cover. He dove behind it, the crumbling column providing some cover from Volvagia's attempts to incinerate him. Any ideas, Navi? Link yelled. He looked up to see her gossamer dragonfly wings beating madly as she too flew away from the inferno. The Gorons had taken cover as well, positioning themselves amidst the forest of columns that rose to the ceiling like tall trees. You could try shooting an arrow in its eye, Navi suggested. Won't that just annoy him? Link asked. He's already annoyed, Navi pointed out, Bovagia's menacing growl adding emphasis to her point. Got a better idea? Run? No, Link replied. He retrieved his bow from behind him. Running was probably the most sensible idea, but Link had no intention of fleeing, not with the Gorons depending on him. Fear cuts deeper than any blade. You can do this, Link. You killed the giant Dodongo, Jemite yelled in encouragement. It was not helpful, but Link appreciated the Goron's effort. The floor trembled beneath the dragon's heavy footsteps as it moved towards Link's hiding place. Volvagia snarled, boldly peering around the stone. Link jumped from his corner, loosing an arrow towards one of Volvagia's eyes. It missed, and Volvagia merely flinched. Volvagia snorted, as though the arrow had been nothing more than an annoying insect, and kept coming. Link loosed a second arrow. Another stream of fire bellowed towards him and incinerated the projectile in mid-flight. Link rolled away, fire scorching the ground inches from his boot. He looked back from his hiding place. Volvagia was still bounding towards him, a cat regarding a mouse. Link let a third arrow fly. It shattered uselessly against the dragon's scales. Plan B! Navi yelled, trying to be heard above the dragon's snarl. I thought this was Plan B! Link yelled back. Suddenly, he could feel the dragon's hot breath on his skin. Tensing, Link looked up to find Volvagi appearing over the broken column. Move! Navi yelled. Link didn't need to be told twice. He cursed and sprinted out of the way. Volvagia's maw snapped shut, right where he'd been standing. Dropping his bow, Link wrenched the Master Sword from its sheath, and as Volvagia's eyes followed him, 
He struck the reptile's face, snarling with the effort. He didn't even leave a scratch. Like an ant attacking a castle, his efforts were woefully inadequate. Link cursed, and then Volvagia's steel-like claws tore through the air. He ducked as they came within inches of ripping him in half. With a roar of outrage and frustration, the dragon whipped its tail towards him. Link darted sideways, avoiding the barbed end and hacking his sword straight into the tail. Blood splattered Link's tunic as he sliced off the end of Volvagia's tail, leaving a bloody stump where the barb had been. The dragon's roar of pain was deafening. Agitated, Volvagia swung his claws at him. The movement was so fast that Link didn't have time to run. Link rose his shield, and with a crash of bone and steel, Volvagia's forelimb slammed into him, throwing him straight into a stone pillar. Winded, Link pushed himself to his knees, gasping for air as he looked up. With several leaping bounds, Volvagia was on top of him, opening his cavernous mouth once more. A blur of movement out of the corner of his eye caught Link's attention as one of the Gorons threw a spear into Volvagia's mouth. The beast's roar of pain nearly made Link's ears bleed. Link, get away from him! Navi shouted. Link staggered upright, his bruised body throbbing in protest. Volvagia thrashed about, trying to dislodge the spear stuck in its throat. He slammed his jaw shut, snapping the shaft and burying the head deeper into his jaw. Splotches of black blood mingled with saliva splattered the floor, and a blast of fire tore towards the Goron that threw the spear. The Goron got out of the way, barely. A second Goron threw a sword that resembled a letter opener in its hand. This did nothing but further enrage Volvagia. The dragon snarled and sent a fireball tearing through the air. It hit, and the mountain dweller was reduced to a molten slag of rock. No, not again, Link thought. He had sworn he would not let them get hurt. He hadn't even wanted them to come with him. He stared blankly at the remains of the deceased Goron before Navi snapped his attention back to Volvagia. Link, now isn't the time! Stay focused! The death of their companion motivated the Gorons into picking up any weapon off the ground and throwing it at Volvagia. Link charged forward amidst the hail of weapons and debris. Raising the master's sword, he plunged it towards Volvagia's side. The dragon twisted around, cuffing Link with its wing. The barbed end scraped off his shield, and Link hacked wildly, trying to strike a tendon or any soft tissue that he could reach. Navi shrieked a warning. Reality became a confused blur as Link was lifted into the air. His shield fell, and he was only vaguely aware of something sticking into him. They were white, sharp, and the size of swords. He was in Volvagia's mouth. Navi screamed, a horrible shriek of hysteria. Link's bones rattled as the dragon shook him like a ragdoll. All this took seconds, and Link knew that at any moment the dragon would clamp its jaw shut, crushing him or swallowing him whole. He was too dazed to scream, and every bone ached from being jolted. Fulvagia was toying with him, a cat teasing a mouse before devouring its hapless prey. Still tightly gripping the master sword, the hilt clenched in a death grip. Link thrust the blade desperately into the dragon's gullet. The gem in the sword shone a brilliant yellow as Link let go of the hilt. With a hiss of agony, Volvagia let him go. Link went sailing through the air and straight into a column. Bone 
and stone connected with a sickening crack. The pain was blinding. Link didn't even remember hitting the ground. He rolled over, consciousness desperately trying to flee from him as pain coursed through every fiber of his being. Tasting bile, Link gagged, and his head throbbed with the frantic pounding of his heart. The world slowly regained some coherence as his vision returned. Everything was a blur, and he could only just make out a flicker of yellow and red burst forward from Volvagia's direction. The flames swallowed him. A strange tickling sensation rippled over Link as the fire blew across him. When it was over, and he emerged unscathed, Volvagia's eyes widened with surprise. Thank you, Impa, Link thought, amazed that he wasn't dead. One of the many Gorons gasped. Gemite bolted from behind the damaged column and yanked Link out of the way with little regard for broken bones. Thanks, Link gasped, wincing at the agony that flared in his ribs. Impossible! How did you survive that? Gemite sounded as astonished as he looked. Hylians are supposed to be highly flammable. Navi flew up to Link, looking just as shocked when she saw he was only badly bruised. Yeah, I noticed, Link groaned, trying to sit up. I learned that trying to take on the giant Dodongo. As Volvagia saw him getting up, he let out a furious roar, hatred burning in his swirling amber eyes. Well, now he's angry, Navi remarked. Volvagia started bounding towards them, and the earth trembled beneath each shuddering step. Can you get up? Navi asked urgently. Link nodded. I think so. His chest did not hurt as much as his head, and with a quick check, Link was sure nothing was broken. The Goron chainmail seemed to have spared him any serious injury. If he survived this, he would be very sore in the morning. Looking up, Link saw Volvagia take flight. He weaved his way around the forest of columns, attempting to circle around them without becoming wedged between them. Cursing the fact that the Master Sword was now stuck in a dragon's gullet, and that he'd lost his bow, Link surveyed the hall for another weapon. A glint of silver caught his eye, a jagged blade beside a Lizalfos. Link scrambled for the blade, ignoring his aching limbs as he ran towards it. Gemite! Can you get Darunia's hammer? Link yelled over his shoulder. Gemite nodded and rolled towards the rumble. There was a scream as another Goron succumbed to the dragon's flames. That sounded like Boron. Pushing back the horror that threatened to grip him, Link jumped over the fallen rubble. This had to end now. He had to finish this. He ran towards Volvagia. Fatigue dragged him and his muscles screamed at the relentless agony, wanting nothing more than to slow down. Volvagia was facing another Goron, his mouth opening as the Goron looked up in terror. Hey! Link roared at the top of his lungs. The effort hurt. Volvagia's head snapped forward, as quick as a snake striking its kill. No! Link jumped one hand catching one of Volvagia's long horns. The dragon lurched back as he clung to the side of its head. He caught a glimpse of the Master Sword and abandoned all thoughts of retrieving it. There was no way he was getting that out 
without offering his arm as a morsel. He clambered onto the dragon's head, holding on for dear life as the dragon swung its head, trying to dislodge him. Link slipped, grappling for a spike further down the serpent's neck. He caught it, nearly impaling himself. He could almost reach the crystal that protruded from the scales, and even from there, he could sense the dark magic within it. A blur of motion distracted him, as Gemite charged forward, Darunia's hammer clasped in one hand. The hammer swung down, slamming into Volvagia's head. Crack! Volvagia trembled, hissing in agony. Link grabbed the crystal in the dragon's neck, trying to wrench it free from the dragon's neck. Smack! Volvagia stumbled, as Darunia's hammer cracked against the skull once more. The dragon swung its head into Gemite, sending the Goron into one of the broken pillars, damaging its foundations. Link! The column is coming down! Navi yelled. Link looked up, and his stomach gave a sickening lurch as the damaged column buckled and tipped towards him. He was about to jump when he saw Gemite slowly getting to his feet, unaware of the danger above him. Gemite, look out! Link yelled. But it was too late. The deadly shower of stone came crashing down. Gemite didn't even have time to move before the pillar crashed down on top of him. No! At the same time, Link let go of Ovagia. He hit the ground with a painful thump and rolled clear of the shower of debris. The stone struck Volvagia with enough force to shatter several of the dragon's vertebrae. The stump of Volvagia's tail still flickered madly as the trapped serpent desperately tried to free itself from the debris. Another Goron picked up Darunia's hammer and then slammed it into Volvagia's skull. Once. Twice. Three. And then four times. Finally out cold, Volvagia went limp. Link stared at the listless dragon, breathing heavily as Navi zipped over to him. Link? She said, sounding worried. He's not dead yet. You have to stop him from being revived. Link ignored her, his attention focused on the pile of debris that buried Gemite. Link, you have to kill Volvagia before his injuries heal, Navi said urgently. She followed his gaze and added with a gentle murmur, There is nothing you can do for Gemite. I didn't want them to come, said Link softly. How many had died? He looked around at the sober faces of the remaining Gorons. There were only four, and they were all staring at the dragon warily. No doubt, they were wondering how long it would remain unconscious. They wanted to fight, Link. It was their choice, Navi whispered. You have to kill Volvagia now. One of the Gorons barked an order. Two of them walked towards the debris Darunia was beneath, while the others began to move the stones Gemite was buried under. Reluctant to kill a creature he'd almost considered a friend, Link limped over to Volvagia's head, 
the dragon's jaws were open, tongue lolled to one side, and the master sword was still buried deep in its mouth. If it had been any other sword, Link would have just left it there, rather than risk getting his arms taken off. He could just imagine his next conversation with Sheik. Yes, I let a dragon eat the Master Sword. What do you mean, why did I go after it? Praying Volvagia did not choose this moment to wake up or shut his mouth, Link grabbed the blade and wrenched it free. The dragon's head twitched, and he jerked back, heart pounding madly. Hurry, Link! Navi urged him. He did not linger. Clambering over the dragon's neck and avoiding the spikes, he landed by the crystal behind Volvagia's head. With one swift thrust, Link drove the master sword into the cursed object and shattered it. The dragon stirred. Link held the master sword high, gripping it in both hands as he prepared to drive it into Volvagia's skull. Link. Link gasped. A consciousness touched his mind, and a familiar voice spoke in his head. Navi must have sensed it too, because she exclaimed, Volvagia, he's still alive! Link's hands trembled, the blade quivering in his grip. He sensed the dragon's pain, almost as though it were his own. It lanced through him, threatening to crush him, and he could not breathe. He felt weak. His hands slackened, the master sword slipping from his grasp as he collapsed to his knees. Navi called out to him, but he didn't hear. The dragon's anguish was too much. He desperately wanted to break the contact, but he didn't know how. Telepathy wasn't something he understood very well. Vol-Vagia? Link breathed hoarsely. The pain only intensified, mingled with a dragon's sorrow. The result of years of being tortured by Ganondorf. Years of being killed and revived using the magic of Ganondorf's soul mask and the Triforce of Power. The dragon's eyes opened, unfocused and unsteady. Kill me. The voice was barely a whisper. Link was almost unsure if he had heard it at all. His blood froze at those words. Volvagia wanted to die. I... he stammered, a lump in his throat. I can't. Not now I know it's you. Kill me, the dragon repeated. Link wondered if it was even sane. You saved my life. I can't kill you. Not after that. Link said in a mere whisper that only Navi could hear. I thought you were dead. We all did. You remember what Sheik said? A dragon would consider it a mercy, Navi told him. She glanced over at the Gorons, a sudden noise catching her attention. With Volvagia incapacitated, a small horde of Lizalfos had stumbled into the room from one of the adjacent tunnels. 
The Gorons were dispatching them with little effort. But Sheik said it was impossible for Flavagia to survive, Link told her. I can't kill him. Flavagia must have listened, because a moment later he replied, I am dying. Ganondorf placed a death curse on me. He could heal me or revive me each time it ran its course, using the soul mask he possesses. I remember everything. What a horrible way to go, Navi murmured. A curse that kills you, only for you to be revived and slowly die again, and... She faltered at a look from Link. Too much information. Vulvagia, let us help you, Link said. No, kill me. Link was taken aback by the anger in those words. He was not even sure that Vilvagia was sane. Slowly, he picked up the Master Sword and held it high in the air. Kill me! The Master Sword plunged into the dragon's skull. Link reeled as an intense pain seared through the bond that connected him to Vilvagia. Then it began to fade the threads of consciousness that was Volvagia slipping away. Thank you, Link. With those last words, the bond unfurled until its frayed fragments faded and vanished like mist. Volvagia was gone. Link withdrew his sword from the lifeless dragon, heedless of the tears that stung his eyes. Then, a wave of dizziness made him stumble. He fell to one knee, and then the world went white. All the pain from his injuries disappeared, and Link took a moment to recognize the ethereal sensation engulfing him. The same thing happened after he killed Ganondorf's phantom. His first thought was maybe Saraya or Rauru had summoned him. Only it was neither the Sage of Light nor Saraya that stood behind him. The Goron chieftain beamed at him, and it took a moment for Link to realize what Darunia's next words confirmed. Never expected I'd become the Sage of Fire. When those bombs exploded, I thought I was a goner, Darunia rumbled. I admit, I kind of thought Fulvagia would be the Sage of Fire, like his namesake. What were you doing at the temple entrance anyway? His grin faded, as did the mirth in his eyes. I left instructions for you not to follow me. I missed them, Link said. It was not entirely a lie. He did not want to tell Darunia about Onyx's opportunistic attempt to kill him. Well, you're still in one piece, 
had me worried for a bit. Thanks for helping Volvagia. It's hard to believe he was still there. Durinia growled in dismay. I would have saved him if I could have, Link said. Darunia nodded. I know. We'll make Ganondorf pay. You, me, the other sages. We will make him regret what he's done. Just promise me one thing, brother. When we finally confront Ganondorf, step aside. Link almost chuckled. I will try to remember that. Make sure you do. Darunia growled softly. Raro will want me to send you back. Before I do, I want you to know that no matter what happens, the Gorons of Death Mountain will always be an ally. When you awaken the other sages, I will make sure my people are fighting by your side. I sent emissaries to the other Goron clans deeper in the mountains. It may take them time to get here, but I'm certain they will join our fight. That was the first Link had ever heard of more Goron clans. It made sense for there to be others scattered amongst the Goron mountains. Who will take care of your people while you were gone? Link asked. The elders will take care of them. I will not be surprised if they elect Gemite or one of his brothers. He furrowed his brow, deep in thought. Ah, I'm sure they will be fine. Just don't leave me waiting here for too long. As if expecting to see something of significance amidst the white expanse, Darunia glanced about. Then he met Link's gaze, and there was an immense pride shining within his eyes. I want you to have the Medallion of Fire. It was what brought me here, but it is still in the Fire Temple. I want you to keep it. It's the least I can do for you. Put it to good use. You might have to dig it out first. Sorry about that. Don't worry. I'll use it, I'm sure. Link said, not relishing the thought of digging out the medallion. At least there were the Gorons for that. Remember, we are true brothers now. Go, Link. Give Ganondorf hell for me. Darunia said with a final laugh. Then he was gone, and the light faded to darkness. Link knew an uncomfortable moment of confusion as he awoke, coughing up a lungful of dust and ashes. He was face first on the ground. He must have fainted, and someone was shaking him by the shoulder. Hard. He rolled onto his back, gasping as all the pain from his rattled bones returned to him. The Goron standing over him looked worried. Are you alright, Dodongo Buster? He asked. Gemite? How? I saw the pillar hit you, Link said in astonishment. It knocked me out cold. Apart from a bruising, I was not badly injured, said Gemite. The others found you unconscious. I got these for you. He held up a ruby-red medallion 
and gestured towards the shield and bow beside him. Something happened to Darunia. He disappeared. I know, Link said. Jemite looked surprised. How could you know? We only just finished clearing the rubble, where he was buried, he said, looking bemused. The medallion sent him to the sacred realm, right after I destroyed the crystal in Volvagia's neck, said Link. Jemite still looked utterly perplexed. Link shook his head. I can explain later. He's okay, but he will not be back for some time. I do not understand, Dodongo Buster, but I trust you as a sworn brother. We should get out of here, said Jemite, still looking befuddled. As the other Gorons gathered around, and at their insistence, Link tried to explain what had become of Darunia. His explanation received a chorus of mutterings and confused exclamations that were punctuated with lots of chin and head scratching. Quickly resigning to explain later, Link allowed Gemite to hand him his bow and shield. Just as he did, a distant rumbling vibrated through the stone floor. The earth itself was trembling, and dust fell from the ceiling high above them. Oh no. This was what happened in Dodongo's cavern, right before the cave-in. Death Mountain was erupting. We have to get out of here, Gemma exclaimed. The temple was built to withstand eruptions, wasn't it? Navi asked. Yes, but it has been rebuilt twice over the centuries, said Gemite. There's no guarantee it will stand, especially since we tried to blow it up. The entrance we used to get in here is quite old, too. In other words, no, Navi affirmed dryly. We will never make it to the city in time, one of the other Gorons pointed out. It's too far. We can use the portal, Navi said. A thick cloud of dust was now descending on them as the trembling intensified. The portal. They could still make it in time. The rumbling intensified. Link grabbed the Master Sword and they ran for the archway that would take them towards the Dias. All of the Gorons were following him, Gemite carrying the Megaton Hammer. They ran, or rolled. Parts of the temple ceiling collapsed, hitting the ground with a thundering crash. The remaining columns trembled, but none of them collapsed. Link did not want to be buried alive again. He sprinted faster and faster. Behind him, the Gorons were rolling along the ground, picking up speed as they bolted for the archway that led to the Dias. We're not going to make it! One of the Gorons wailed. Link tried to ignore that, despite the small pestering voice in his head telling him the Goron was right. Not helping! Navi yelled at the Goron. Link was not sure it hurt her. Down the corridor they ran, the shaking rattling him as Link struggled to stay on his feet. He could see the archway leading to the portal up ahead. A stone loosened by the rumbling broke away from the ceiling, striking his right shoulder hard. Pain shot down his arm, and he grimaced at the blow. Despite the warm, damp feeling now spreading along his limb, he kept running. He reached the archway, fumbling in his bag for the ocarina, which he found and whipped out before clambering up the steps of the stone dais. As they feared, the tunnel leading back into the city had already collapsed. 
another chunk of rock smashed into the dais, barely meters in front of Link. A crack formed in the dais as the rock struck it, and Link felt a moment of dismay. If this didn't work... Don't think about that. Where are you taking us? Gemite asked. The woods. It's the only place I know how to get to, Link said. Which woods? Gemite asked. There are many beyond this mountain. The Lost Woods, Navi told him sharply, in a voice that said she wanted him to be quiet. More rocks were crashing down around them, and Link was peppered by smaller bits of debris. It was now or never. All the remaining Gorons were on the dais, and Link played the minuet of the forest. The melody was lost beneath the growing roar coming from the depths of the mountain. The strange metallic smell was tingling his nose. It was strong, and threatened to cut short his playing as he made an effort not to choke. To Link's relief, a blue wall of fire erupted around the rim of the dais. The Gorons gave exclamations of shock, and Navi yelled for them to stay still. Everything spun as bubbling plumes of magma shot upwards towards the ledge, and the rocks holding the dais shook. Link felt it shift, and he was thrown to the ground along with the Gorons. Was it just the earth shaking, or was the dais falling? The world was spinning too fast. Everything went white, and the shaking ceased. <laughs>